You're listening to the Prime Culture Podcast, the young adult culture of abundant living faith setting with Cruz Ramirez and Mark McGaff. Hey, you guys, what's going on? What's up, y'all? You're doing good. It's Friday, and you know what that means. Friday is Prime Day, and you know what it is. So, hey, my people... Prime people, thank you so much for rocking with the podcast, man, the Prime Culture Podcast. Uh, we're so grateful that we get a chance to invade your space, yes. wherever that is. If that's the gym, if that's your room, if that's the living room, if the living room is your room. Or hey. the gym. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, listen, man, we're just we're just grateful for you. Diana and I love you so much, and we hope you're good. We hope you are healthy. We hope you're strong. We're praying for you. We know it's a jungle out there right now. And there's just a lot of weight, a lot of complex things happening. Um, but listen, we just want you to know that we're, we're praying for you. We're lifting you up. You have family at Prime Culture and um, just know that you are awesome. You're incredible, and it's such an honor to be able to talk with you guys today. Hey, well, listen, you know, if you're hearing us on a Friday Prime Day, that means that you rock with us at the at the podcast, and, you know, I just want to say thank you for tuning in, and, you know, thanks for supporting it and being a part of this community. It wouldn't be the same without you, you know, and so I just want to have an ask. I want to, I want to ask something of you if you haven't already done it, you know. Um, so many of you let us know how much you love the content and how much this blesses you. Man, we're so grateful for you doing that. Um, you know, what would really help us is if, you know, you go to iTunes and you leave us a rating, leave us a review. Uh, if you share this with someone, uh, not just for the hype, but for the heart. You know, the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about some really crucial stuff. Uh, we've been talking about emotional intelligence. And, you know, I think that, um, you know, we, re- we took this turn. Honestly, Diana, I think the Lord took us down this path. We didn't really intend to talk about emotional intelligence. Actually, we wanted to talk about relationships yeah. on the podcast. <laughs> That's um, so true. I completely <laughs> forgot. <laughs> you know, but I think that, um, I think that if we're going to have healthy relationships, and if we're going to relate in a healthy way to the world around us, yes, right, not just the people we're dating, but the people that just are Every in our lives, right? Uh-huh. Um, it's got to start with good emotional intelligence. And, you know, I just want to take a moment and pastor you and be, be your pastor right now and just speak into your life and say this, that, you know, I believe that this is a season, um, you know, that we can look back at and say, man, 2020 was so hard. It, the unthinkable has happened. So many things happened out of my control. And, you know, we can look back with regrets. We can look back with resentment. We can look back with wounds and hurt. Um, and, you know, honestly, if, if you've been hurt and if you've if you've had a tough season in 2020, you know, the truth is that, you know, like, I, I, you know, I don't blame you, man. Life is, life has happened. You're not alone in this. Um, but I don't want you to hurt and I don't want you to, to have gone through this season with, with, without something to show for it. You know, and the truth is that, yeah, we've had some tough feelings in this season, but man, you know, if anything in this season, Diana, you know, I've learned to make some tough decisions. Right. And make being able to make 
tough decisions or being able to make quality decisions. How about we say it that way, right? right? Making a quality decision to say, you know, um, my, my feelings aren't going to dictate my life. My feelings aren't going to determine the direction of my life or how I drive my life. On the contrary, I'm going to allow my choices to do that, my decision making to do that. Um, you know, I think that's the basis of good emotional intelligence, you know? Yeah, that's really good. Um, I think even in this time, in this pandemic time, it's been terrible for so many, of course. Um, but it did slow the world down, which allowed us to take an inventory yeah, no inward. Mm-hmm. And um, maybe if life would have continued as as is, uh, we wouldn't have we wouldn't have had a chance to stop, reflect, and figure out like, hey, is this the person I want to be, yeah, no or am I fighting or wrestling with myself? to become a better person and am I and and am I scared of that person? Wow. So like it, I'm not making eye contact with that person, yeah, right? Like oh because shoot, that's you have the potential to be better, but you're scared to step into that space. Sheesh. Yeah. But you yeah. know what? I mean I think that's the blessing in this time that, you know, has been slow for so many, for all of us, the whole world, uh, we've been able to reflect on yeah. so much. One crazy thing, um, fun fact that I read Emotional, uh, emotional intelligence, EQ, is now ranked higher in so many businesses or top companies than your IQ. Yeah. Which is, I thought was crazy. Yeah. No, like, well, look, well, I, think, I think what has is, what is happened in, the last, in this last year is that we recognize that, hum- that, that we are not machines. Robots. Yeah. We are not robots, right? And so, like, look, shout out to our frontline workers, right? Diana, you're a, you're a frontline worker. You're a physical therapist. You, you provide care in people's homes. Um, and, Patients you know, like, that are COVID positive yeah, I mean, right you're, now. You're out there in the trenches. Thank you, babe, for being such a hero. You know, and so many... So many young adults that rock with the culture are frontline workers, yes. right? Nurses. Um, we've got other therapists and and all of that, man. And I just first of all, I just want to say thank you guys for doing that and, and being so so incredible. Um, but you know something that 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 I love that you said it right that 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 EQ emotional intelligence now outranks IQ is because we came to a point where IQ ended. Right. Like, like they didn't teach me like when I'm, when I'm doing, when I'm going through the fundamentals or when I'm going through the, 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 the practicals, right. I'm not, I'm not med- medically educated. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. But like when you were going through affiliations or you're going through doing residency or whatever, like you, you learn, um, common symptoms and you learn common things. Right. Right. But there's this, this threshold where, um, your prep, your, your preparation or your training, like it ends and now you have to learn how to deal with with patients, with situations, with families, in a way that you can't you can't prescribe, you can't give a prescription for, you can't give an exercise for. Like now, this requires you to not be a practitioner, and it requires you to be a person. Yeah, one hundred percent. That's where those skills come into play. And I mean, in school, they teach you about compassion, empathy, and that's some of the part, some of the uh, points that are in emotional intelligence. Um, but Yes, they can be kind of taught, but it you cannot, you just don't know how you're going to react when yeah. you're in that situation. Yeah. So say you're a brilliant person with a, a major IQ, major, you know, scientist, doctor, whatever, but you're unable to touch someone, you're unable yeah. to empathize with someone, then you're kind of hated because yeah. people don't want to be around that type of bedside manner. Right. 
So emotional intelligence, guys, is so vital yeah. for our lives. No, this this is super key, right? Because it's not just how I how if like if I'm a doctor or if I'm a practitioner or some sort of specialist, like in, if I'm an engineer and I know I, I know all the math and I know the yeah. binary, the zeros and the ones. If I'm a coder or whatever, I'm a developer. Um, but I don't. It, for, it's it's two ways, right? Emotional intelligence teaches me how to interact with other people. Yes. But most importantly, it teaches me how to interact with myself. And the truth is. Diana, like, like, like we get it. We know a lot of nurses. We know, we know, we know physicians. We know people who are out there all day, every day, like literally in this, right? Yes. And one of the things that, that we hear often is how heavy this is for people, right? And so I think that, that EQ, emotional intelligence, allows us not just to treat people well, but it helps us treat ourselves well. Yeah. Right. And I think, I think that's such a big deal for us, you guys, that, that, you know, really the most important relationships in your life, um, begin your relationship with God yes. and then your relationship with yourself, self care, right. And then your relationship with God and your relationship with yourself. So let me say it this way, your vertical relationship yes. and your inward relationship, your vertical relationship, your relationship with God, and then your inward relationship, your relationship with yourself impacts and defines your horizontal or your outward relationships with everybody right. else, with clients, with patients, with, with coworkers, family, with, with friends, yes. with family, etc. And you guys, this is why I really believe the Lord really had us come, come to emotional intelligence because we needed this, right? So let's talk about it, right? The last couple of weeks, we've talked about emotional intelligence. We've talked about self-awareness. Uh, we talked about self-regulation or evaluation. And so let me just remind you of what our definition of emotional intelligence is. Okay. And I want you to listen really, really closely to how we're defining this because in the definition, you're going to find why this is important for your life and why you should keep listening to this episode right now. Okay. So here we go. Emotional intelligence, EI or EQ is, is this, it's the ability. Let me just pause there. Okay. It's an ability. A lot of people think that it's a, it's a, it's a gift or it's an right. intrinsic attribute or no. it's a, it's a talent that someone's born with. Right. Right. So let's pause there. Everyone can have emotional Come on, intelligence. Say that again for the people in the back. Yes. Everyone and anyone can have emotional intelligence. All you have to do is want it. Hello. Yes. And that's the truth right there, right? Because I think sometimes we'll talk ourselves out of growth. We'll talk ourselves out of the heavy lifting yeah. of emotional intelligence. It's easy to hide behind, oh, that's just the way I am. That's just the way. And you know what? Let me debunk that real quick. Come on, girl. Preach. <laughs> I'm going to go a little nerdy on you guys, but our brains, uh, we actually go through a process that's called neuroplasticity. Okay. You so, are nerding out. Okay. So say, um, as a physical therapist, I treat, <laughs> I treat <laughs> patients that have had a stroke and I have two different, uh, patients that have had the same strokes, same deficiencies, same inabilities. They both can't walk. Now, what is going to be the difference between one walking and one staying in a wheelchair or bed bound for the rest of their lives? Well, that is going to be their mindset, their their ability to say, you know what, no matter what it takes, yeah. I'm going to push yeah. through yeah. and change my thinking. Right now, my situation looks bleak. Yeah. Nothing around me says I can do this except these people pushing me, yeah. but I'm going to change something in my mind. And so that comes with specificity training and repetition. And that's what Sheesh. we have to do with ourselves. We have to be specific on. on what we want to change and repeat it wow. and repeat it and repeat specific. it. Specific. 
And repeat it. And so that's called neuroplasticity. So it's scientifically proven, guys. So you can't say, that's just the way I am. That's just the way my family is. Okay, go ahead and say that, but that's incorrect. That's not true. And not only is that incorrect, that's lazy. Yeah. Okay, that we're, we're like 10 minutes into the podcast, mm-hmm. right? And we just went there. Right? But it is, Diana. I remember, now look, like you can well, see. Well, it you, could be lazy, like you said, but it could be like you're not aware. Well, like but, you but, really, but, that, but that's okay. what I was going to say, right? Um, it's it like for me, right? I grew up, I grew up in environments that were not the most conducive to emotional mm-hmm. awareness, right? Um, and you had a front row seat to that, right? Like you've known me since I was 18 years old, 17, 18 years old. Yeah. And you've seen my development and you've had to put up with my being a caveman, my evolution, like from like, I believed in you though. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But you saw it. You saw, you saw me going from, I would, I would encounter complex emotions and shut down. Yeah. Right. Like I would shut down. I wouldn't confront them or I would allow myself to become belligerent, you know, or or become angry and loud. And I just thought, well, I'm just, that's just the way I am. I have an anger problem. I have blah, 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 blah. Right. But when, when I started becoming exposed to different environments, different mindsets, different, you said it specificities, right? It's different specific things that challenged my status quo. Now I, I, I could not blame the fact that I was ignorant or naive, right? Right. Because now I was now looking at a reality yeah. that could become my reality yes, and there was there awareness. There I became aware. So now I no longer have the excuse of saying, oh, that's just the way I am or I don't know any better. Right. Because now I'm looking at things and places and people who now prove to me that I can become something that I never was. That's right. 100. And so now the question is, it's not whether it can or cannot be done. Right. Because the truth is, you guys, every single one of you, every single one of you have encountered places that have brought inspiration to your life to say, man, you can do this. Yeah, you can transcend. Yeah, you can accomplish. Right. So the question is not whether or not I can have emotional intelligence. It's whether or not I will make the choice to have emotional intelligence. Right. And so it is an ability. Right. And so maybe on a different podcast, we'll talk through the uh, the process or the recipe to develop an ability or a skill. I'll give you the the, the, the spoiler or the trailer on it, right? The, Diana hit the nail on the head right now, right? A skill or an ability begins with a mindset. That's where it starts. What your it's mind is set. It's a thought. It's the power of a thought, right? It's a thought. It's, it's, the, it's, it's what your mind is set to. Proverbs 23, 7. Yes. You've heard this. As a man, man or a woman, yes. think or believe in their mind, in that's their heart. That's what you become. So they will be. So the way you think, that's what you will be. So the, the ability or inability starts with a thought, a mindset. The mindset becomes a behavior, right? A behavior then over time becomes a habit. A habit practiced with specificity and repetition becomes a proficiency. And then after you master the proficiency, it is now a skill, right? So so, what are you telling yourself? What are the words and the thoughts that you're meditating on? I think the Bible, but the Bible knew exactly what we needed when they talk about renew your mind daily. And it, it doesn't say renew everybody 
somebody else's mind. Hello, come on. It said renew your mind. <laughs> like you stay in your lane. What are you thinking about wow. yourself? Don't worry about what she thinks about you and what he thinks about you because their opinions don't drive your life. That's great. So you drive your That's life. That's great. Now, if you're concerned about everybody else's opinions, you will stay stuck where you are. Wow. But your thoughts and your thinking will drive your life. So, so good. it's too much energy to be thinking about everybody else, guys. So I just pray that you guys figure out and concentrate on who you are and what you're thinking. That's so good, right? Man, that's that's you, you should pause and, th- and and just let Diana minister to you again in what she just said, right? Babe, we haven't even gotten in through the definition of, of emotional it's okay. intelligence, you right? Said it was it's a the ability. Yeah, this right? is a conversation, right? Absolutely, <laughs> right? Um, so it's an ability. Like, look, let's let's just take away the pressure. This is an ability. You know, when I think about an ability and a skill, I think about lifelong mastery. 100%. Right? It's a process, that, yes. it's a journey. We won't perfect it every day. Right. And right when you start getting the hang of it, right, like you start getting the hang of it as a single person, boom, you get married. Yeah. And then you, you start, gotta start you, over. you start getting the hang <laughs> of it as a married couple, and then boom, you, you have, have a kids, baby. Right. And you start getting it, you start figuring, yeah. and then boom, life changes again. And I think that's part of the beauty, though. 100. Right? God so, is so faithful. Like, He gives us chances time and time again to to be able to reinvent who we are in every season of our lives. Isn't that awesome? Like if you were, I don't know, if you decided to be a nurse today, maybe in 10 years you change careers or, you know, whatever you decide to be, God has given us that ability to evolve, to change. Hey, I'm going to put Diana on the spot about three or four weeks ago. Diana had this little moment where she's like, you know, babe, I'm really into self care and I'm really into holistic care and, and really just, you know, people taking care of themselves. I, man, I'm thinking, I just had this crazy idea. I wonder if, what would happen if I went back to med school, right? And she's looking at me right now, like with the, with a stank eye. Um, but Hey, why don't we start a petition for Diana to like become Dr. Diana? Oh, I don't Lord. know. I love, I love the sound of that. I love, love, love the sound of that. So anyway, Anyways. I'm just putting, I'm just speaking that out. Um, but so, Hey, let's talk, let's talk about, let's talk about the definition, right? So the definition of emotional intelligence is this, it's the ability to understand, to use and to manage your own emotions. Now we could we could park it and <laughs> preach that for another twenty minutes, right? To use and manage your own emotions, not the emotions of people around you. Yes, your own emotions in positive ways to relieve stress, to communicate effectively, to empathize with others, and overcome challenges and diffuse conflict. Man, when you when you arrive at a place of having emotional intelligence, you know, that really looks like that you start to know what you're feeling, what your feelings mean, and how these feelings and emotions can affect other people, right? And so So it's um, okay to talk to yourself. Dude, one hundred percent I'm like there are times where I'm like my own best friend. Like for real. Like <laughs> I'll like I'll be driving like Cruz, I really appreciate you, man. No one knows you the way I you do. You know what? That is so good. <laughs> I am so proud of you because that's exactly Exactly what we should do. I mean, like we're talking about cheerleaders, that video I shot, right? Like who should be our best cheerleader than ourselves? Because then it's so much easier to cheer somebody else on. I tell people that all that people all that all the time, like you need to be the president of your own fan club. That's like for real. You like, because if you don't appreciate yourself, how are you going to teach other people to appreciate you? 
Yeah. For real. Like, why would, why, if, like, if you don't appreciate yourself, if you don't honor yourself, if you don't respect yourself, why would anyone believe you when you ask them to do it for you? Like, yeah, that's, that's all so I'm saying, good. right? Um, so, listen, there, 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 we've been telling you that there are five points or five elements, five components, that's the right word, of emotional intelligence, right? Um, if, you have, if, if you haven't tuned in the last couple of weeks, you got to go back. We talked about self-awareness. Self-awareness is a component of emotional intelligence. And self-awareness is you really having a clear picture of your strengths and your weaknesses. And it allows you to have humility and to have grace and mercy with people around you, right? Um, and we teach you on how to improve your self-awareness. So go back to um, emotional emotional intelligence part one. Um, and then in part two, uh, we talked about self-evaluation and self-regulation. And we said, man, you got to turn off autopilot. And you, you've got to, you have got to evaluate and really regulate how you're feeling, how, how your emotions are working. And it allows you to be in control, keep, stay cool, calm and collected. And we teach you in part two, how to really, really self-regulate. Um, and, and so that you can bring your emotions into a healthy place. Now today, our intention is to talk to you about two, uh, components of, um, emotional intelligence. And those components is this, or are these <laughs> bad grammar, good <laughs> points. <laughs> so those two components are these, the component of motivation and the component of empathy, right? So we're going to dig right in. Let's talk about motivation. Okay. You know, I think it's really funny because a lot of times we think of motivation and we, I think we mistake motivation with inspiration, right? Mm. Cause you have like people who are motivational speakers, right. but what they're doing is they're inspiring you. Yeah. Right? They're like, hyping you absolutely. up. Absolutely. They're, they're hyping you up. The truth is I'm an inspiration character, yes. right? Like that's who I am. Yeah. Like I am, I am like the ultimate hype man. Like yeah. if you've been around me, like, uh, so, so maybe in January, February, Dino, you and I will do some, uh, a series on the podcast on the love languages, oh, right? That's good. Yeah. Um, because my love languages are gifts and words. Right, and so I'm easy I to love. I thought it changed. Nah, man, oh, okay. I'm, I'm easy. To, I'm stayed. easy to love. Like, <laughs> like I'm an easy date for real. Like, uh-huh. buy me something and tell me I'm pretty. Like, that's all I need. And but the truth is, like, I can come off like I'm a shallow, like I'm a shallow <laughs> date also, because it's gonna seem like I'm trying to buy your love. Or I'm trying to finesse you with words. But when I when I speak words, and like yeah, if words you, are so if important you know to you. Me, <laughs> thank you, baby. Diana knows me. Words are so important to me, and I don't just throw words around. So if I've been around you, and if you've been like at a culture night or you serve on our team and I walk by you and I'm like, yo, I don't know your name, but you're amazing. Oh my God. I love you. You're so awesome. To me, that's more than just, that's more than inspiration. That's my love language. That's intrinsic for me. Right. Um, but at, in its nature, it is inspiration, yeah. right? It's inspirational. It puts wind in your sails and I have nothing mm. against inspirational people, charismatic people, but I, you know, I really want to clear the perspective between inspiration and motivation, right? Because inspiration like pumps you up, like, oh yeah, we can do it, oh, right? Yes. But motivation at, at its core actually is, is at times it's not as loud as inspiration. No, right? it's and, pretty quiet. And so, yeah, you know, I think, I think that we've, we've kind of misrepresented or misnamed um, motivational speakers when they should really be inspirational speakers, yeah, right? Uh-huh. Um, and motivational speakers were probably the chill ones who are going to sit down and say, okay, what motivates you? Why are you doing this? Yeah. What are you trying They're to gonna accomplish? They're going to get to the depth. Yes. Of yes. the motivation. At, at, at the end of the day, the root word of motivation is motive. All right. What is your motive? Why are you here? Why do you want 
to do this? What are you hoping to accomplish? That's so good. And most of us don't take the time to figure out what our motives are. We just go, 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 go. And then all of a sudden you're like, why am I burnt out? Or why am I so tired? Or gosh, I hate my job. Or I hate doing this for this person. When you can actually stop, reevaluate your motive, reevaluate why you're doing what Mm -hmm. you're doing. And it's okay to change your mind. Absolutely. If you don't like where you're at right now, stop. Yeah, well, I think I think it's super, super cool that motivation is included as a component of an emotional intelligence because we often think of motivation as as fuel to to and and, to go. To go, right? Mm -hmm. As fuel for determination. Yeah. Right. But the truth is, right, if it falls in line with the other components of emotional intelligence, self-awareness, self-regulation, motivation is also it's not as outwardly as we think. It actually is introspective. One hundred. Right? Motivation actually may, well, at times the proper motivation begins with a pause not with a go. Uh-huh. We think of, oh man, he's so motivated because he's doing. He's going. Right? Uh-huh. But what if, right, let, 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 me just, let me just play devil's advocate okay. here. Like what good is quote unquote motivation, which is, which sometimes we just be like, man, goal oriented or, or, yeah. you, know, or you know, oriented by goals and just driven, uh-huh. determined, man, grind, hustle, right? Right? And, but what good is all the grind and all the hustle and all the go, go, go if when I stop you, you can't tell me why you're doing what you're doing? Because that's what a motive is. A motive is a reason for doing something. And if we're talking about emotional intelligence, then that now becomes the lens through which we view the behavior that is determined by the emotion. Yeah, that's why. Good. Why am I feeling this way? Like I, 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 we have Diana and I have um, a pastor in our life who's been a pastor for us, man, for almost fifteen years now, mm-hmm. um, and we're grateful for for you know the Lord has blessed us with great pastors, um, you know. But uh, but th- you know, pastor has been this pastor has been in our lives, man, almost as long as we've been married. Yeah. Um, and one of one of the um, one of the one of the things that he'll he'll ask you know, me or the, the way he'll mentor me is like, Hey Cruz, um, are you thinking about what you're thinking about right now? You know, what are you, what are you hoping to accomplish today? Why are you doing that? What's really at the core, you know? And he really makes me, um, pause often and consider like, like one time I remember I, I called him and I was like, man, I've really got to pr- like, like, man, I, th- this is, this is such a problem. This is such a problem. Right. And, and he just, he just paused and he said, Hey Cruz, ha- has it ever occurred to you that um, the problem right now is actually not even their fault? It's your problem. You're the one that's all bent out of shape, and mm. you're the one that's all hurt, and you're the one that's all upset. Yeah, it's your problem. Why? You know, maybe you should ask the question: Why is this a problem for me? For me, yeah. You know? That's well. That's another punch in the gut for <laughs> for motive because. That's 100% right. As we talked about um, in the first session was we always think it's somebody else's fault. So when we come back to motivation, it's like, okay, let me self-evaluate. And why is this happening? What are my motives? Why am I feeling this way? And then how do I approach the situation? It's a lot of pause and reflect, guys. That's really what it is. Yeah, it's even... um, all you students out there, motivation is that inner drive inside of you that 
makes you consistently attend class or log into class because you don't have to like you can drop out but there's something inside of you that says you know what these are my goals I'm going to keep showing up whether somebody sees me or not but I'm going to keep showing up and at the end of four years I'm going to have this piece of paper to show for it and that's also motivation you just keep showing up that's so good you know um one one of the one of the best ways to define a motive is to is to start with why Right. Shout out Simon Sinek. If you guys have never encountered Simon Sinek, Simon Sinek is an author. He's also a neuropsychologist, right? No big deal. This guy had, um, didn't know what to do with his life. So he became a neurosurgeon and a psychologist, <laughs> right? So God bless him. And now he's a best selling author. He, he's written several incredible books that have marked my thinking, um, and the direction of my leadership and how I, how I lead. Um, one of those books is, um, start with why another book is leaders eat last, mm. right? Um, anyway, but we start with why it's, it's, it's a phenomenal perspective on really discovering the core of motives, right? Like why should always drive what, Mm. you know? Um, and so really, you know, if, if there's anything causing stress in your life, if there's anything causing dysfunction in your life, if there's anything that's causing, um, being disappointed, being disgruntled. Sometimes, you know, we'll go to school for five, six years, four years. We'll get the job. We'll start working eight to five in that job. And now five, six, seven years later, we become disgruntled. We become disillusioned with the job. And sometimes the best way to really find yourself in, in, and come back to a good place in that is to really go back to your motives. Why did I start doing this in the first place? Yeah. Right. Did I, you know, like, did I, did I become a pharmacist mm. to, uh, to, to make money? Did I become a, or, or did I become a pharmacist to help people? Right. What was the, what was the first the why? initial motivation? You know? Right. And, and I think, you know, pausing Diana long enough to ask, why rather than that rather than running with what right because we we totally get upset um with our what's right like oh here's what's bugging me and here's what i don't like about them and here's what is really wrong right i think the question that we should be asking is wait why am i here yes why did i join this team why did i decide to do this right and so um that's probably going to be the, the one of the best places where you start to really really solve the problem with lack of motivation or wrong motivation mm-hmm. um and I, I i came across some content um recently on how to how to like um how to solve problems like five the five whys or how to get to the root of a problem really quickly and mm-hmm. so let me just share it with you this is just kind of like a like a like a little um sub subplot in 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 the podcast today um but i'll give you um a real qu- a real quick thing on how to uh five steps on to solve the problem number one five steps here are, you know here, steps to solving a problem quickly number one assemble a team get people around you that can give you good perspective right that that will help you find motivation hey why do you think i'm feeling this way and don't just do it in your own head invite counsel right? Pastor Charles uses this question and this line with our staff all the time. He says, are you counsel driven or are you opinion driven? Yeah. Right. I don't want to be opinion driven. I want to be counsel driven. The Bible says that there's safety in the multitude of good, wise counsel, right? So you assemble a team, gather people who are familiar with the specifics of your problem or the specifics of your life and get people who are going to be honest with you. Get good, healthy people, not Nene and Sharika, the, wow. <laughs> the people that always want you to, you know, 
They want to be that yes person in your life. Get the people that are going to shed light honestly. Yes, the people that are going to shed light honestly. So, so good. Um, you know, define the problem. Step number two, start defining the problem. Right? Rather than saying, here's my feelings, here's what I don't like, really start talking about the problem, right? Like, um, and right before you fix the blame, try to fix the problem, right? Try to fix the issue. And then you start asking, you start asking why, right? Like, why? Why is that a problem? Why does that bother me? You know, it, it's a process of deductive reasoning, and you can actually really start to discover a lot. Um, and then here we go. The, the last few steps, ready? Ask why like four more times. Just keep asking why. So why is a big, big, big component of finding and discovering good motivation, all right? Um, number two, know where you stand, right? Here's how you can discover motives, right? Determine determine where you are, who you are, what you bring, right? Like allow yourself to, to you know, like Diana said a few minutes ago, like to be your own cheerleader. You know, when, when you know where you stand, when you remember who you are, man, the proper motives can really come. No, you know what? I'm, I'm someone who cares about the disenfranchised. You know what? No, I'm here to be a solution. No, I'm here to be a blessing. You know, you know what? I took this role or I, I decided to take on this major because I wanted to be challenged. I wanted to be stretched. Know where you stand. Sometimes we forget where we stand and we start feeling like, like, like everybody uh, over, else. Exactly. So then we complain like everybody else and we're disgruntled like everybody else. But why don't you become the leader and be the one that actually stops and says, you know what? It's going to be different. Yeah. Very I'm going to be different Very good. and I'm going to confront the issues and I'm going to step up because guys, we can all be the herd. We can all be in the group. It's too easy to say, oh yeah, that sucks. Me too. You know, whatever. But it takes so much courage to say, hey, you know what, guys, let's think about it this way. Let's redirect how we're feeling and let's let's try this approach. Yep. And I believe that that can be you. I, I agree, Dinah. That's brilliant. Right. When you know your why and when you know where you stand. Yeah. Right. That again, you know, if you listen to the last two weeks, a big deal of this is values. Right. And so when you know where you stand now, now that problem is actually an opportunity. Right. And you rediscover your motives and now you become a motivational leader. Right. So a motivational leader doesn't have to be a loud leader. It doesn't they don't have to be the super charismatic, <laughs> inspirational leader. Right. Like a motivational leader can be quiet. But because you have the right motives, you are the right influence. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I just want to say this to you. Maybe maybe you're like a, a man. I don't know the Enneagrams. I almost threw out an Enneagram <laughs> all random. So whatever the introverted Enneagram is. Is, right and hey, if you're listening to this and you think we should do some some yeah, stuff around the enneagram, know. let us like, know if you shout really want to hear it. Yeah, for real, shout us out. And we mean it when we say shout us out. Like like on Fridays and Saturdays over the weekend, like actually look at like at Instagram or whatever. Like okay, is anyone listening to this? Did anyone right? But if you think we should spend some time around the enneagrams, um, I, I'm an enneagram three, wing seven, or wing one sometimes, whichever way I go. You're a nine, right? I'm a nine, and I don't know about the wings. I need uh, to retake well, it. We, you know, we should retake it and then we'll yeah. talk about it. Okay, okay, I love good. it. All right, so. Anyway, um, you know, but you can be an introverted personality, but be a, be a very motivational person. 100%. It's all about your attitude. And your motives. And your Absolutely. motives. Absolutely. I yes. love that. And so here's what's cool. 
a motivational leader will always be a leader who who is hopeful and will find something good in no matter what. Yeah. Because my motives are clear. The problems are muddy and messy, mm-hmm. but my motives are clear. You know, Diana, I'm reminded of the, the portion of scripture in Hebrews chapter 12, I think is where it is. No, no, it's Romans chapter 12, where it says, let us now run our race looking to Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of faith, who for the hope that that w- and the joy that was set, set before, before him, he endured the shame of the cross, Amen. right? Jesus Jesus endured the cross wow. because of his motive of For salvation. Us. Gosh, so good. Right? Jesus knew his motives. He wow. was a motivational leader. Right? Jesus said, I didn't come to be served. This, I came to serve. This is good, though, because Jesus also had to ask why. Okay, he break said, that down. Father, can I mean, he was at a point of his ministry where he didn't want to go through it either. So we can. Mm, that's very yeah, good. That's very can, good. We can look to Jesus. Shout that, out. Here we go. Preacher. Here we go. Like you geeked out with neuroplasticity. I'm going to geek out. I know you are. I know I'm going to geek out with the garden of Gethsemane. I know, that's what I know. that is. <laughs> so let me finish my thought. You know, he he didn't want to go th- go through with this. We all have those. Uh, moments where we're human and we don't want to be positive and it's gonna suck sometimes but you know what he went to the father that's so good and he said you know what not my will but your will be done hello motives Yes. Motives. And it, it wasn't That's emotional loud. intelligence, right? It wasn't oh, come loud. on, break it down, girl. It was in just him and God Sheesh. in his own personal space in a time of meditation and prayer. So guys, you can't get to your motive without meditation and prayer. Hello. And I mean, meditation is just the same thing it's as quiet. prayer. It's, it's, it's just qu- sitting quiet, yes, uninterrupted. For God to be able to speak to yes. you, for you to be able to listen. Because yes. sometimes in prayer, yes. we talk so much. Proverbs and you, 37 says, be still. Yes. Sometimes be we talk so much. God. God is speaking, but we can't hear him because so we're good. talking. That's <laughs> but, so good. Yeah. That's brilliant. Break Diana. it down if no, you want. No, there's nothing else to say, Bishop. There's nothing else <laughs> <Whatever>. to say. <laughs> right. And so look, that's motivation. That's motivation, right? Being able to just... Find the core of your motive, right? And we're at about 35, 36 minutes. I think we need to talk about empathy next yeah. week, right? Oh, next um, week. Yeah, okay. let's talk about empathy next week because I really want to unpack it well, okay. you know? Um, but man, motives. What's your motive? Yeah. What's your why? Where do you stand? And can you be a motivational leader? And have, uh, you, gone to, have you gone before God about your motives? Right. A motivational leader is someone who is going to be hopeful, who's going to find the good. And the truth is, the way Diana just so brilliantly said, we'll find our hope and we'll find our good in God. That's where we find it. Amen. You know, Jesus said it this way, Father, not my will. He said, if if, if, if it please you, take this away from yeah. me. I, man, I don't know if I can handle this. I'd rather this. not. I'd rather not do this. And he was talking about the cross. Yes. And he was, ta- he was talking about being uncomfortable. Yeah. That's the understatement of the, of the year, yeah. right? Um, but then he said, but you know what, Lord? Not my feelings. Oh, so good. But your motive. But your motive. Not my will, but your will be done, you because know? Because he can see the full picture. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. And so emotional intelligence is seen in you being a motivational person. That doesn't mean that you're the loudest person in the room. Yeah. That doesn't mean that you're always a bucket of sunshine and, <laughs> and, and, you know, everywhere you go, like it's just like sparkles and stuff, you know, that's not what that means. That means that your motives are clear. You are a motivational person and you are walking in incredible emotional intelligence when your motives are clear. 
right? So the next time you forgive, it's because your motives are clear. So good. The next time you hold your tongue and you don't say things that are disrespectful and hurtful, it's because your motives are clear. The next time you're generous and you go the extra mile, it's not because you're a pushover and people take advantage of you. No, you, you made the choice and it's because your motives are clear, right? So be a motivational person. So good. Wow. That's so good, babe. Anything else you want to say before we say goodbye? No? <laughs> hey, so listen, it's it's Friday. So if you're listening on Friday, tomorrow, Saturday, we have, it's, it's December... What is it? Uh, December nineteenth. So December nineteenth. Well, today's the. We're, we're recording <laughs> on December seventeenth. You're gonna hear this on December eighteenth, probably. If yes. you heard it right when we drop Saturday, December nineteenth, we have our Christmas giveaway at our West Side Church, which is gonna be phenomenal. So if you're free, come through. Holla at your boy if you can find me in my mask. Um, I'd love to see you. We man, it's so awesome to see the culture. Out and just representing strong as we serve our city and just represent our church. We miss you guys. Yeah, we love you guys. Hey, listen, I'm going to put us on the spot and I'm going to say that we're going to drop because next Prime Day is Christmas, right? So next Friday is Christmas. And mm-hmm. so we'll drop on Christmas Eve. You want to do that? Or maybe like Christmas Eve Eve, like the 23rd? Yeah, Eve Eve. Probably. We'll do the Eve Eve. All right. Okay. So we... we we, you have our word that you're going to have some content next week for Before you to listen Christmas. to. Before Christmas. <laughs> and you know, honestly, it's probably better that we talk about empathy and social skills before Christmas, right? True. So that way on Christmas Day, um, we can have some empathy and some really good social skills. So, hey, listen, we love you guys so much. Yes, guys. We're so grateful for you. Thank you so much for listening. For real. We're so proud of you. We're so, so proud of you. How you represent Jesus and how you are a son and a daughter of our church at Abundant and how you are the culture everywhere we where, everywhere you go. So hey, listen, till next time, we love you guys. Don't forget to drink your water, pray, love God, and just be you. And be the culture. Love y'all. Bye.